0: Hello. Hello. I see you have made it to part two of this conversation. Congratulations. Enter the battle of ideas at your own risk, friends. (laughs) This part is pretty interesting, I think. Again, we did agree on much more than I expected from simply hearing Chris on his show or seeing his tweets, and since we spent the bulk of our conversation falling down a Sam Harris shaped rabbit hole, unfortunately, we didn't get to cover everything I wanted to touch upon, but we did cover all the big themes, I think. Once again, I gotta thank Chris for giving so much of his time to even hearing critique. Not many people handle upfront criticism this well, and I've seen Chris do it before. That's why I felt like we could have this conversation. Now, this is the part where we get into the nitty-gritty of our differences, and I think it's important because to casual listeners, all IDW criticism seems similar, but actually there are some pretty fundamental differences even within the critical space. To sum it up, for me, the main issue in terms of differences with the more centristy segments of IDW criticism arises mostly with this um, rather unique space this type of critique occupies, in that it is sort of IDW slash heterodox friendly at times while also being IDW slash heterodox critical. I can't quite wrap my head around how those things coexist effectively. I mean, I guess it certainly can serve the purpose of reaching those more entrenched within the IDW, as we did discuss, because those types perhaps wouldn't even listen to many left-wing critiques. But I worry if it works the other way too, and I have seen it happen. But yeah, I, I worry if it works in terms of reaching more progressive people who are in it for some fun, casual IDW dunking, but end up hearing some normalizing of, say, Sam or Rogan from respected IDW critics. Because even though we hear good critique on decoding the gurus, we often do hear things like, oh, I like Rogan uh, other than the anti-vax stuff. He's a good guy with good things to offer on some topics or... I am similar to Sam Harris politically, or that the hosts aren't instinctively repelled by Gad Sad or Jordan Peterson, or you might hear IDW type phrases like, I find moral posturing on the left extremely annoying, or one of them having sympathy for Rogan not towing the line on progressive dogma. So those things are a bit hard for me to get on board with, I suppose. Of course, to be clear, I don't expect everyone to be a perfect judge of character at all times. We're all human, you know? Um, Gosh, I mean, I am plenty flawed. I used to be a fan of Sam Harris, for fuck's sake. But while I totally get having criticism of the left from the left, I certainly have plenty of it myself, and I can absolutely see there are overzealous anti-racists and anti-all types of bigotry people on occasion, but that's not even something I would try to balance my criticism of the right or the IDW with, because one thing is so much more alarming and powerful, in my view, than the other, but I guess how differently we weigh those things just boils down to our differences in politics and... The way we view the world because of that. And also, for the record, I absolutely have no issues with analyzing rhetorical techniques and things. I do plenty of that on my own show too, but I worry when I feel like the analysis is limited to that or because of that. For instance, covering IDW figures like Rogan, mostly with a narrower focus on his anti-vax rhetoric, is missing some very important bits, I think. It's not that It isn't great and much-needed, important and warranted criticism. It's just that there's a lot more to Rogan's awfulness than that. And I guess that is a limitation of sticking to one episode or a couple episodes or whatever to criticize. But as more and more people look to decoding the gurus for a quick-ish summary of these types of figures... I just think it provides an incomplete picture at times, and I'm not saying that everything has to be a massive deep dive into the history of each character, but a little more contextualizing is important, in my view, when someone is such a raging bigot in so many ways like Rogan is. Like, I find that the criticism of bigotry and racism with those figures isn't focused on that often. And I think that's a huge part of them and their project and what they launder. But Chris absolutely talked about their bigotry on here and he did call out Harris's parallels to great replacement stuff on his chat with him, which I do give huge props for. Um, And, you know, what's important information is subjective. Obviously, this is just my opinion. But I view the entire IDW and heterodox sphere as a right-wing rebranding and repackaging effort. If that through-line of right-wingery is being missed with many or even some of these characters, that's a fundamental difference between us in interpretation, I think. So I don't know that we're entirely on the same page or same mission even with exposing these types, but we definitely do overlap a lot. And it's always good to clarify these things and have polite conversations about our differences and our similarities. And it can be done without much grief. It was a pretty fun conversation, actually. A couple of things I did want to touch upon that we didn't get to, and Chris might even agree with in part, it's just stuff we didn't get to cover. So I wanted to just mention it here. One is how I think... Uh, excessive wokeness, fear mongering, and CRT panic stuff can also be in conspiracy theory territory, and two, how in my view it's not just distinctly left and right stuff that can be partisan, because I do think centrism-focused content can have its own quote-unquote red meat and play to its own type of audience and have its own biases. Yeah, so hopefully I've laid out the basics well enough here for everyone to follow along in the conversation. I added this intro after, obviously, so hopefully I haven't said anything that mischaracterizes or anything that is unfair because Chris isn't able to respond in the intro. But as always, I'd be happy to hear any issues or criticism he may have. Um, I'd be more than happy to continue the conversation and (laughs) if they are ever interested in having on a hysterical, woke perspective like mine, I would be more than happy to go on. Maybe now people can stop angrily asking me in my DMs about why I won't go on, or what my differences with them are. I opened my DMs for art commission stuff, but unfortunately I have had more demands for debate than art commissions. A few great art commissions, too, so I am keeping those DMs open. <laughs> anyway, if you enjoy this show, dear listeners, and would like to support it, please head on over to patreon.com forward slash mangoes and join us. Now, the episode. Make sure that uh, that program doesn't contain controversial
1: subjects. And uh, you're not impolite to people.
0: Oh, definitely not, Dad. You know me. I'm never, (laughs) ever controversial or impolite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Welcome to P*** Conversations with your lovable, never pisses anyone off, ex-Muslim host Aina. Keeping it non-controversial. Yeah, and also, you're not, you know... A woman, so that <laughs> there is also that really upsets people. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <That's>, uh, <laughs> my internet experience is significantly different. And plus, I'm Irish, so I get uh, you know the, there's there's like a degree of charity that the Irish people get throughout their their lives just because of being Irish. That um, mm. it's 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 unfair and shouldn't be applied to Irish people because we <laughs> there's a lot of terror
0: Well, they do have interesting accents, even Northern Irish ones. But, uh, you know, despite the interesting accent, Chris, I I, I do disagree with you sometimes.
1: (laughs) Yes, it would be a more boring world if nobody ever did. And I say a lot of things. (laughs) Indeed,
0: indeed. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess we can wrap that up. The Sam portion, and now we can talk about our
1: differences. Yeah, yeah. I, I, am I'm, I'm happy to, or right, you know, as happy as anyone ever is mm-hmm. <laughs> to deal with with criticisms. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm open to hear whatever uh, you want to level at the the podcast on me.
0: All right. Well, firstly, I noticed that you said in your episode that uh, you know. She's not the hugest fan of us, and uh, I just mm-hmm. wondered, like, what made you say that? Because I don't think I've ever said Chris Kavanaugh sucks, and I'm not a huge fan of him.
1: No, no, you haven't. Other people have, <laughs> but the I, I think I with that I was referencing that you know, I I think that we would be. But like when, when you had the conversation with the I don't speak German mm. guys, although they didn't reference us, I think you know if you're talking about people focusing on like the psychological issues and the kind of rhetorical mm. techniques of the IDW, um, then there's a the, like there's an a clear implicit <laughs> inclusion of us, and then mm. with the stuff with Aaron and Thomas. Um, although, like, I didn't even know Thomas at at that point, but the the it, we are friendly with, like, Aaron, and he's been on the podcast, so it felt that not all of those criticisms, you know, that, that people, I don't think we were getting lumped in with, you know, the the New Atheist or yeah, that kind I of don't, thing. Yeah, but, that,
0: I don't think I ever even thought of you in that. Yeah. That's a whole different conversation,
1: but... Yeah. So, but I I think that's what I was referencing was you know in that kind of that sphere of like potentially IDW light or mm. or people that are you know more centristly politics mm. and more inclined to give unnecessary charity mm. towards IDW figures that are quite harmful and especially Sam Harris. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know similarly that you have been like very openly critical of people. You know, like pr- praising Sam for uh, being critical of Brett Weinstein because, mm-hmm. you know, as you correctly said, it's a very low bar, and mm-hmm. um, so, so that was that was where I was drawing though the like that comment was based on mm-hmm. um, those kind of critiques.
0: Yeah, I think that's uh, you're spot on there. Like you're completely. Right, but those conversations weren't, you know, to be clear, they weren't specifically about one person or another. It was more like a type, right? Which is why also I I wanted to keep it more general because I think there are a few of those type of people. So I didn't want to single one person out. You know what I'm saying? Some people thought it was specifically about them, which I found bizarre, because uh, it wasn't about one person, so... Yeah, to to have someone demand to debate me because I was accusing them specifically of something and then bring in their family history with the Holocaust because I made some comment about like how white guys might perceive the bigotry of the IDW in a less urgent manner. So it just. Was strange to see someone take it so
1: specific towards themselves. Yeah, yeah, and I uh, to be clear, I didn't for that no, reason. No, you so didn't like, exactly. I didn't uh, that that episode in general. You know, like I I listened to it. I you know uh, we've spoken to Daniel on the mm-hmm. podcast as well, and it, you know, and he's expressed his criticisms pretty directly mm-hmm. to us, and uh, like I, so it wasn't any surprise, right? And I also got that. The like the the criticisms were, were you know, uh, were clearly broadly dispersed. So there are people that might do some of the things mm-hmm. that you are criticizing and other people that do all of them and some mm-hmm. people that don't. And the level of criticism I I took to be variable, depending, you know, you're not saying, oh, the guys on Decoding the Gurus are Bo Wangard, right? Like I, I did not get that uh, uh, parallel. And so, for me, uh, I at the time and after, like I wasn't deeply offended mm-hmm. by the criticism, and I, I think actually we had Daniel on after that episode to kind of specifically address like which you know which criticisms he would or would not level uh, at us, mm-hmm. um from there, mm-hmm. and uh, and he you know he did I I think he pretty much directly. Uh, said the things that he thinks that we're weak on and we explained you know as far as we agree or disagree with like some of the points and Mm -hmm. uh, maybe a part that you would share with him is like that because of the focus that we have that we tend to uh in like uh, he would view it that we don't focus enough on the contextual um you know the the kind of systemic or or the broader ecosystem that surrounds the people and their connections to like farler right um figures and that kind of thing or or potentially even the money right like from like teal mm-hmm. or sources like that so um and i i i think my response to that point is that uh we 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 do focus on the rhetorical and, you know, psychological techniques and that, and that stuff, but uh, we're not blind and nor do we, like we do try to call out when we see like, for example, Joe Rogan, a large part of the episode where we were dealing with Joe Rogan was just pointing out that he's a right wing guy promoting, you know, right wing mm-hmm. talking points and right wing conspiracies. And like, that's not hard <laughs> to, mm. to detect. That It shouldn't even be controversial because, like, you know, you can listen to the clip and uh, it's basically like listening to Fox News. And uh, yeah, so I have I, my pushback for Daniel and would still be that, like, I think we do call that out. Um, and it, there may be cases where we don't do it enough. Um, but but we definitely don't avoid it. Like I've seen some people saying that we would never do an episode on Peter Thiel, and I'm like, yeah, we would. Like mm. you know, we'll we will do Thiel. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't know why people would have the impression that because you're
0: secretly funded we, by him. I don't
1: know. We did an episode on Michael O'Fallon already, right? Who is the the kind of uh, evangelical Christian figure mm-hmm. beh- uh, behind James Lindsay? Yeah. So yeah i I think it is important to look at those networks. So if our content has given the impression that that isn't important, then people shouldn't be doing it like hmm. that's wrong because that's not what we want to do so so insofar as we create that impression, um that's that's not something that we want to do um yeah
0: okay, so so it's interesting to me that you say Joe Rogan is right wing and that shouldn't be
1: controversial,
0: but I know that you and I have had a few back and forths about whether. Sam Say Harris is right wing or not?
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a fair point. And I, I when I, like so when I listen to you discuss with Aaron, for example, on the Embrace the Void podcast, a lot of the arguments that you're making for the case, right, to put Sam in the right wing category, because you know, pretty much, there you could take a Tucker monologue about the woke left mm-hmm. and. And Sam's monologue, and there's very little uh, ground between them, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and, and the degree of charity issued towards, uh, like, right-wing versus left-wing figures is also very clearly different. And similarly, you know, I think one thing where I'll say that you've moved the needle in my assessment is in demonstrating, you know, the, those things about, like, uh, not being able to Identified the problem with Anne Marie Waters or uh, mm-hmm. Tommy Robinson. I noticed that with Stefan Molyneux, but I, I hadn't known it like went that far back, you know, mm-hmm. to okay. the um, back when you had that interview with him. But it's, so my argument there is probably that uh, my political spectrum of left to right is that. Uh, I probably classify more things on the left and the center left that uh, you and other people would regard as like right, uh, possibly center right, and, and going, you know, like for Sam Harris's views on immigration, going farther right. But I, my argument for why it probably makes sense to classify uh, why I still think... So
0: is great replacement center left? <laughs> no okay no. good good so
1: like there's yeah that's these are good things to, to check and like so sam's endorsement i mean i i tried to make this point to him right like you're worried about the western demographic shift and the population being replaced so how is that different from the the great replacement um theory it didn't mm. it didn't really go anywhere but i I think that's completely valid, and to say that, I, lo- I would now say like it's a mainstream right mm. position, right? Mm. Like the that's you find that on Fox News being discussed by Tucker.
0: But that's because the right has, you know, as you pointed out earlier, exactly. become
1: more extreme recently, right? It's not a good thing. I'm not, I'm not so just yeah. to be clear. I'm not like so that makes it okay. You know, it's a moderate right position that right, the right. white people need to <laughs> be concerned about <laughs> right, it, right. being replaced. But, but I I guess the way why I fall down that I still would broadly with with a lot of caveats identify Sam as like a center left person is like if I imagine who. If you give Sam the keys to the kingdom, right, and and he was, like, building a political party or, or designing a society, I think that it would very much resemble a, like, neoliberal center-left government with, like, maybe neocon foreign policies, right? But, like... I really, mentioned- though?
0: I mean... Don't you think Douglas Murray, Tommy Robinson, and Anne Marie Waters would be in charge of immigration?
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, okay. That's that's a fair point. Like, who's going to be his immigration minister? And Douglas <laughs> Murray would be an obvious candidate, which is, <laughs> you know, it's not exactly just a minor point <laughs> that, that you know that's that does just push you on the like the the moderate left side so i'll agree i perfectly agree that there are stances and significant ones that sam spends a uh, large amount of time talking about where his sympathy is charitably the center right and and on like perhaps more realistically leaning to the farther right, right? right. Douglas Murray is someone that I would say is far right in the garb of a center right person, mm-hmm. right? He's, he, he's doing a lot, of, at very least, he's doing a lot of on-ramping for mm. the, uh, like, the, the really, you know, quite openly far right, and again, has no problem going to Orban's government and that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so, so, I'm not And what about
0: current like um, conversations about race and LGBTQ stuff? Now we're at the point where even conservatives accept gay marriage. So what is the current conversation about? And where does Sam fall?
1: Okay, you're doing. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are rhetorically effective. I <laughs> will say, <that. laughs> uh, like again, he falls to the center right. I would say in on on most of those topics, uh, but m- maybe in the same way that like uh, Glenn Lowry or you know John McWhorter kind of uh, position would be right. And I, I guess the issue there. Is whether you can regard those as being mm, moderate left and and having those kind of positions, or whether it is like right. It's it, it's inherently right, and I think you know, like persuasion and Yasha Monk and mm-hmm. the uh, the Atlantic and and various other figures. The I mean I think the Atlantic actually is still pretty, like majoritively left. But um, I I think really there's, I I don't know I I haven't read that much of the Atlantic. So I, again, that's probably something I shouldn't say without checking. But mm. the uh, yeah, like the I I don't know. I, okay, I actually I yeah I I don't know enough about the Atlantic to have a. Assessment, one way or the other, but my my impression was that it's it's like left leaning, but heterodox, sympathetic. It um, wasn't
0: David from the editor? I mean, I I'm just trying
1: to think. I know that Graham Wood's article, for example, was published there, right? The one like what ISIS, um, yeah, 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 wants. But I think like Graham Wood in general is someone that I would identify as like. Uh, like a left wing person who is. It, I, I kind of view it, and I, I know there will be a whole bunch of people that like uh, see this as a distinction without a difference, but like, uh, you know, uh, who's the person that I was just thinking about in um, God? I, okay, right. So like Glenn, Glenn Greenwald, right? Right wing. Uh, yeah, kind of.
0: definitely and, now, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. there was a point where you could say no, but not anymore. Sure. he's he's a fan yeah. of Tucker Carlson's.
1: He's now a Rubin-esque character, right? That's, yeah, that seems pretty clear to me. Same as Matt Taibbi, right? This is yeah. this is just to give an idea about my political compass. Uh, now, Matt Iglesias and hmm. Ezra Ezra Klein, for example, are uh, Matt Iglesias. I would you know I would put him that he's leaning. In the direction of the, like, Glenn Greenwald and that, but I would still hmm. regard him as, by and large, a kind of centrist-y person, and and probably centre-left on, a, a like, a whole bunch of political topics He's not someone I really like By the way, like Madaglias is TX But this is just like my political compass Of where I'm slightly
0: Yeah, no, I don't know enough about him To really be able to gauge that I know that everything I've seen from him Seems terrible and IDW-esque But there might be A bunch of stuff outside that So, But I can't judge that
1: Ezra Klein I, think- I can say more About Center-left Right, like a moderate left. I yeah. mean, like Sam regards him as the, uh, you know, the embodiment. Ultra far, far left. That's yeah. My version of Ezra is like he's not that far from me in terms of like neoliberal, you know, centristy, hmm. uh moderate person. But he, he might have like more progressive, cultural uh, views, like the hmm. it, it be more in line there. So like. So that's like there's there are things where I would say like I know when I find out about you know when I noticed that thing about the Washington Times for example right like mm-hmm. there comes a point where you know I think people such as yourself would be like well come on right like publishing in the Washington Times about how we need to you know ramp up the defense of Western uh, mm-hmm. values and and so on and. He defends Douglas Murray. And you know, you can you can lay out a litany of mm-hmm. examples. And I I don't disagree. You know, like I as the the previous part of this conversation illustrated, I think people are right to to highlight all those and the to point out like, yeah, Tommy Robinson gets everything right on immigration. Like what? <laughs> but but so it's it is it is more of a judgment about that I, I'm i factoring in that I think that like a lot of what Sam seems to care about and increasingly spend time on is like promoting a meditation app, talking about admittedly far flung and like uh, fairly tech bro solutions. To like poverty and that kind of thing, but I, I kind of view him as you know, very very unlikely to vote for anything right in the you know coming uh, decades, and that still counts for something for me. But I, what
0: about David Frum then? uh, Is he not right wing because he voted Democrat?
1: No, he. I mean, he is right wing, but the the difference there is that like he's he's openly right wing, right? So like, it's just
0: self identification, then? <laughs>
1: yeah. No, no, it isn't. Although that's a good point. That's a good point. But like, <laughs> I mean, that David Frum is, you know, a person who's written for conservative news outlets, identifies as a conservative and previously uh, voted conservative. So like, identifying him as a right wing neocon kind of fits i guess i get, my argument would be but you know he's way to
0: the left of sam on several things
1: i i ha i haven't paid enough attention but i have noticed on a couple occasions that david from has like come out um you know with a take that lots of uh idw people are disagreeing with which is should tell you <laughs> something um but I, I, so I guess I, I I heard Aaron make this pushback, and and I know you already have an answer for it, but I'm I'm going to put the CM. You know, pushback.
0: ultimately, Aaron said he agreed with me on
1: that episode. I know, I know, but okay. Aaron is usually wrong, <laughs> so you know. Okay. That's that's <laughs> uh, we just have to factor that in. But uh, uh I I know he did, uh, and I think he does agree with you more than me on these kind of issues, but. One point I agreed with him, and I would make like my own version of it, is that do you give room that on the left there is a space for like neo, like a neoliberal centristy position, right? Which is, which does all the things that progressives allege of it. You know that it is, it is very status quo. it is the kind of people that were happy that Biden was elected over Bernie. And, you know, yeah, of and regard that as sensible. And so, if that, like, and maybe also that position includes, for example, that they supported the Those Iraq. people
0: aren't doing great replacement stuff, <laughs> like, in my mind. Yes. Or, you yes. know, doing the Breitbart black on black crime, and, uh, you know, there is no racism anywhere.
1: So, right. But this is like the you know the rationalist community in the same way, right? Like uh, there's a there's a tolerance and there's a lot of uh, like floating with, you know, and and there are big segments of that community which are you know explicitly horrifically right, uh, you know, the kind of uh, what's his name, mould Moldbug or Kurdish um, mm-hmm, Yachman, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like. So I'm not, I'm not saying those aren't a big part of those communities. There are, they are. But And that's Lead Star Codex, for example, has done a lot of, uh, like, flirting with mm-hmm. the... Like, when I read his stuff, I often get the impression that, you know, there's just these lines in it, which are not... They're not the main point. You know, there's a 5,000-word essay, and there's just these couple of points in it, which are kind of like, what? <laughs> you know, like the... Well, what does that mean? And it kind of hints at something. And I know people re- would regard that as like, oh, you're reading too much and dog whistles and stuff, but I think there is uh, things no, to be concerned about. No, but I think about. it's
0: been pretty well documented about that, the yeah. uh, the extremism associations.
1: It, yeah, and I, I think it you know revolves around the, the way that that community in general, and Sam would be someone that has had similar issues, has a lot of time for the race and IQ to be it... Mm. Um, Very and, left-wing. Yeah, yes. Well, like, so there is an area where I think, for example, that Sam is, like, incredibly naive, right? Like, in the way... Is it he,
0: really it, naivety, though?
1: Well, is it, so, though, seriously? Yeah. Well, so that's that's the thing, right? Because, like, you can say, so does Sam, does Sam not know what, like, Steve Saylor and Charles Murray and so on are on about. But, like, when he had that conversation with Ezra, right, and when Ezra asked him about, you know, do you know about human accomplishment, what that book is about? Like, mm-hmm. it was quite clear. Sam has no idea. <laughs> and he, but and he he's
0: not that. interested because he already knows what he likes about yes. him.
1: Yeah, so that that's the point that I, this is, like, my point of, of like, pushback and disagreement is that like I don't so I don't think Sam is interested in defending the race IQ stuff on the basis of the same thing that like Steve Saylor and and Charles Murray necessarily are i think sam's version of it and lots of people in that space is that when they say oh it's about academic freedom and it's about the you know our ability to deal with taboo topics like that that is what they think it's it's about and that means that they become susceptible to the the right wing people that will frame those issues in that way. And now, if you ask me, do I think that deep down they think there are racial differences between like the uh, between different races, right? In in IQ ability, I I think. And you deep played down, clips. I know. It's, so, you don't okay. have to go very deep. <laughs> yeah, it's it's clear that they do, right? But I, 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 think that the, you know, all the disclaimers that then come out with like people like Sam of saying, you know, and if that is true, I don't want that to be of any relevance to anything that we consider about like any person and so on.
0: I okay, but you that it, you do a podcast, you know, analyzing their rhetorical techniques, right? And you yes. also hear what else Sam is saying about race and racism yes. in the world. So surely you can see the full picture of all that put together,
1: right? And I and I so I do. I mean, at least I think I do. But what I don't, the bit that I don't uh, like, sign off on, or is that I I think Sam's motivations are not, and maybe you agree with this, are not that he you know actually wants to promote a, like, far-right political movement in the provenance. It It is that he wants to, like, that he thinks political, like, uh, what you might call it, academic freedom, and the uh, tough discussions of stuff, that that's what it's about, and it's about the left overreaching, and Douglas Murray is just somebody who's very good <laughs> at puncturing like, left-wing pieties. Like, the, because, but the thing is, do you okay. think that he would want there to be a like a right wing government off the stripe that uh, Douglas Murray or, or anybody on the farler right side of the spectrum would want. Like would Sam want that kind of government? My my assessment of it is that he wouldn't.
0: I think he wouldn't like he wouldn't like the label right wing, and that is his main problem with that. He doesn't want to be associated with that. Mm. But that is not significant enough uh, difference in actually being right wing and not being right wing to me. If you like, you, you you recognize there's a whole new crop of right wingers that just want to repackage themselves. Like we were talking about how these conversations and these talking points come up again and again, and they're repackaged. Yeah as the exact same things. If you listen to old right-wing speeches about political correctness and the fear-mongering about the left, um, it's the exact same thing that they're doing now. And Sam, I think, as someone of Muslim background, um, mm-hmm. the things he thinks about immigration, I think, hit me in a more urgent way.
1: No, I get that. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: I think he would want a right wing uh, government in the sense that it would, you know, curb people like me coming and Mm. and he would say that no 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 i am fine with secular muslims and all of that and i i've been advocating for you know ex-muslims should be the first ones that we should take but i'm sorry you don't actually when you're looking at all this from the top no one is going to dig deep enough to see how deeply someone believes and how deeply someone doesn't believe you know Mm. i can be ex-muslim all day but when i am traveling i am treated like every other muslim you know we have to leave earlier because we know we'll get put pulled out for random checks and then they'll see yeah. the you know that we've lived in Saudi Arabia, born in Saudi Arabia, and things like that like like it, traveling is a huge hassle for us, and trust me, I have zero beliefs in God or Islam, and it doesn't matter. you know my name is sure. Muslim, and my association with Saudi Arabia is very Muslim. And so, yes, I think that Sam would want... Like, he's talked about, you know, when Ted Cruz was saying that we should only take Christian migrants and have, like, religion tests. He was saying that that was perfectly fine. When, you know what? Like, Muslim migrants fleeing from that area are in just as much trouble because they're fleeing, like, ISIS. And to ISIS... Anyone that is not practicing the way that they want is a non-believer.
1: Yeah. That, so there's a, there's a couple of things there. Like one thing I would say, and I, I'm not using this as like a, uh, I'm not drawing a parallel to the experiences and like the the level of severity, but I will say as a Northern Irish person with a beard who like mm-hmm. traveled, you know, during and after the troubles are, uh, mm-hmm. around, I'm very familiar with you know being uh, like stopped and searched and and mm. and uh, like singled out by security forces. Otherwise, I'm just exceedingly unlucky, um, and uh, <laughs> the, the that kind of thing. So I and I uh, I think very much that like uh, Muslims uh, the world over took over from you know like the IRA as the yeah. uh, uh, like the the go to terrorist representations, although they were yeah. always there in movies yeah. as well, but, you know, that that's how Northern Irish used to be seen and, and kind of, you know, it, a lingering cultural thing, but, um, so just to say I have, like, sympathy yeah. <laughs> with, with with that kind of thing happening but the, on the other point about, like, you know, the issue of immigration being very salient because of that, and that also um, there are, you know, the positions that Sam has stick out on, on that are not, you know, they're not center-left positions. I, hmm. I take that point, and I would also say that, you know, when I seen his discussion about, you know, in defense of racial profiling, which often mm-hmm. gets mentioned, um, there were two things that struck me about it. One was, like, the extent to which the expert <laughs> was telling him that his approach was wrong, right? Like, they was just saying, you know, I understand <laughs> that the intuition is it's like this, but that doesn't actually work, right? It doesn't... Uh, yeah. we we have experts who have spent their careers doing this what you're thinking about is what everyone thinks about when they hear this and it doesn't work like that and it mm-hmm. didn't matter right? <laughs> that argument had no impact because Sam just continued to be like well yeah but you know we know that the white old granny is not going to blow someone up as mm. likely as somebody with brown skin. And, uh, <laughs> it, like,
0: as if terrorists can't adjust, right. And recruit like they're according well, to what they think is being
1: looked even, for. Even, you know, even with that, like just the, the whole skin, uh, being the, the, the judgment of that, like billions of people and, uh, mm. yeah. Yeah, so like I, I definitely, I definitely don't agree with that, and I I, 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 and I recognize like the position of that is like right, and yeah. uh, I think your point is right about there being a new, uh, a new right, and I don't just mean this in terms of like you know the extreme far right, which which exists mm-hmm. like that becoming more moderate. I mean a kind of more moderate right wing mm-hmm. that is like primarily focused on wokeism and you might put people like Barry Weiss um mm-hmm. and Glenn Greenwald and so on right as as in there. Well, um, I put
0: moderate in quotes, but
1: Yeah, yeah. I know. I, 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 I agree. Like you know Moderate appearing. Yeah. Um but but so in in that case I'm <laughs> I'm thinking about like where do it, it, it? my assessment of Sam, like is, I basically don't deny any of those points, like placing him farther on the right. And that like, he doesn't acknowledge the extent to which a bunch of those positions are tied into, you know, right wing positions and right wing politics. And I think he shares a lot of political views with, with Douglas Murray, right? Like, Mm -hmm. uh, frankly, but I, I kind of think when it comes to uh, the like this, this is probably about and I, I, what you said about you know the salience of the immigration issue to you and and like I think to other people as well and and how that is you know the, that's a thing which has Sam has spent a significant amount of time on. So it would be fair to weigh that more heavily than, say, his stance on social welfare systems, right? Or the... No, but I
0: can talk about that, too. This, if you want to just talk about our discussion yeah. a bit rather than talk about everything so this... that he's right-wing on.
1: Yeah, true. So, like, I would I would say that uh, my my perception is that he would be in favor of social welfare systems in general, of, like, public health, Systems being introduced in the U.S. about uh, taxes, like increasing taxes for the yeah. wealthy, and some potential redistribution of of like uh, extreme inequality of you mm-hmm. know income in the U.S. and and also that the uh, I, like in favor of reforms against gerrymandering. In the UK, in favor of uh, like renewables and dealing with climate change, um, so so in those kind of areas, right? Like the the kind of left wing. And government. how much
0: time do you think he spends on those things, and passion?
1: Yeah, a lot, a lot less. But he, I I will say that like he seems to have been a little bit chastened by what has happened with covid and majid and brett and so on that i've mm. uh, apart from his monologue content that he does seem to be spending more time talking with tech bros or philanthropists or you know not so many culture war figures in recent months which you know you can't predict a trend from that small of a time frame, but I, uh, especially with the Joe Rogan praise. But yeah, I, yeah,
0: that's what I was gonna say. <laughs>
1: that's a, that's a good counterpoint to that. But um, I, so
0: and also, mm. if you've listened to some of his conversations with the tech bros, like I'm sorry, I am like an extreme herosologist, so I have listened to so much that. Yeah. Uh, uh, You're going to be annoyed that I have a response to everything. But, um, yeah, some of them are highly anti-woke. And a lot of that conversation has focused on comparing, like, wokeness to, you know, struggle sessions. Or, I mean, I can't remember exact words, but, like, just ridiculous, you know, ridiculous shit. Like, absolutely right-wing conversations about how the left has gotten out of hand about how racism is barely to be found and uh in terms of the wealth inequality stuff there is this shady creepy kind of movement that he's into like the um what's it called uh the effective altruism effective
1: altruism yeah
0: yeah and that I don't fully trust it because again, that seems to be like a tech bro related thing where they decide which causes are worthy and which are not. And a lot of it focused on not demonizing wealth and, you know, not being mad at, uh, Mark Zuckerberg or whatever, for being so wealthy. And mm. um, this isn't particularly left-wing, you know? There's a lot of criticisms of the effective altruist altruism movement. I just, I don't, you know, there's a lot of people that are on the right that also dabble in these types of views. You know, even with Rubin, people used to say that, oh, he accepts gay marriage, obviously. That was something he used to throw out a lot. And, uh abortion and you know you can always pick out little things here and there from even you know richard spencer wants health care for all sure so i just don't think that that is enough uh, it, yeah especially when you're having all your anti-left conversations within that
1: yes though I, like so i would say that you know i know there's criticisms of effective altruism and there are certain people like Peter Thiel and whatnot that have you know expressed an interest in it as well Mm. but I I also uh, I've listened to the criticisms I think there's validity to a lot of the stuff that's raised but it it is also the case that you know the uh, those movements have ended up you know donating huge amounts for, like, projects in the same way Bill Gates has with the Gates Foundation that have... That, like, I can't regard them as the doing nothing of value when they... No, no,
0: no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, would you think that that would make Peter Thiel not right-wing?
1: No, it, it, it wouldn't. So I... But I I think that like the difference between say like a Peter Thiel and a uh, Sam Harris is like Thiel has expressed concerns about letting women vote and seems to be in favor of funding people that want you know to create ethno states. And uh, and was okay?
0: It... Okay, Sam doesn't do ethno states, but you know <laughs> yeah, he that's does a... great replacement and skull shapes.
1: It is it is a, a low bar to come over. So I I agree, <laughs> but like I I that's what I I mean in terms of like I I think that uh, there are people who would draw, you know, a one to one comparison between someone like Teal and someone like Sam and I, I think that muddies the water because they're they're mm. not similar. And so would your mm. position then be Ina that like just so I'm trying to calibrate this in my head that like basically Sam is like maybe on average like uh or or a baseline a kind of neocon right winger and then he has uh, a bunch of views which he spends a lot of time on, which tend towards the far right.
0: Yeah, I can accept that.
1: Yeah, I can I can see how that, and especially with the political spectrum such as it is, you know, if if you have from mm-hmm. where do you put Sam Harris, and if if Ezra Klein is a you know a moderate liberal, is Sam beside Ezra Klein like clearly not? Um, so but in in all of those occasions, I guess, like, I'm I'm not strongly, uh, well, when I say I'm not strongly wedded, I guess I don't value my assessment of, like, where somebody falls on the, politi- the political spectrum that highly. I can see the argument that you have and why you would put him there. And, I, like, a lot of the points that you're presenting are, convincing and I my I guess like my a concern that I would have and this is in in general a concern that I have about the arguments that progressive people in general tend to make is that if you if we say that like Sam Harris, Steve Pinker, Jonathan Haidt, Yasha Monk, Barry Weiss uh like if we take all of those people and say these are all right-wing people Uh, regardless of who they vote for, regardless of, like, stance on taxation. I wish I hadn't included Glenn Greenwald, but (laughs) Mm. (laughs) I'll do it. That, like, what are we saying then? Like, we are we just saying that, okay, so every... If that's true, it means that there will never be a left-wing government again because that's the vast majority of the population uh in any in in pretty much all western democracies and uh,
0: really you think most people are like barry weiss that is grim
1: yeah i I mean i think most people uh don't are, are like you know bernie sanders didn't win the democratic nomination and uh like, no, no, no. I think you're conflating a couple of things here.
0: Like, I, it doesn't have to be Bernie Sanders, but I think Barry Weiss overlaps with Fox News and Chris Rufo and James Lindsay far she too much. She
1: does. She does.
0: That's not the average like, I, person. I don't want... So it's like you're agreeing with me, but you're also <laughs> resisting. I don't... Yeah, I'm you a, know?
1: I, I kind of know, because, like, I don't want... You know, Barry Weiss. I I could spend hours on on the thing. She
0: thinks she, Chris Rufo is a very like legitimate voice. Person.
1: She thinks Brett Weinstein and Heller Heng are great voices on uh, COVID. Right. Right. Like so. I, right. So, so th- these are not p- people that I have a strong ideological affinity with. Uh, in 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 so in, in like almost any respect. But I, I guess my argument is that, like, if they're willing to identify themselves on as being on the left, and they will vote for left-wing candidates in elections, and this can lead to left-wing governments, I like I'll criticize them for all the things they do and for all the support they give to the right. But it it counts for something for me, that, and I want the left to win elections. So I I if I don't want to be telling those people go vote for the right like you know you want to right but,
0: but you're not but you're not like you just have to recognize that there is a new rebranded sort of more respectable rational right right and that is literally what the IDW is Yes that in my mind but, and they don't like voting for the left voting for democrats in the united states isn't like all that left to begin with but it's u- so, it's hugely
1: important th- right like
0: of course it's important because what is the alternative <laughs> yes
1: <right? laughs> yeah
0: so i don't think that if you and i in this conversation just have you know like call a spade a spade that suddenly all these people are deterred from voting for Democrats. No, I, I, I I just think that having these conversations honestly is important, you know? No,
1: I, I agree with that. And I, I guess...
0: Hey there. Sorry to interrupt the episode. No, don't worry. I'm not here to plug an ad for mattresses or razors or underwear or anything like that. I just wanted to ask that if you do enjoy this type of content and want to support smaller independent creators, maybe you could consider supporting this show. Because without listeners like you supporting it, it doesn't grow, unfortunately. And then I have less time and resources to dedicate to each episode. Imagine all the things I could do with your help. So if you'd like to support the show, head on over to patreon.com forward slash nice mangoes. No eating mangoes and sign up today. And then you'll have access to early episode releases, patron chats and AMAs, and occasional art giveaways, too. Aside from Patreon, you can support this show by sharing it on social media or by leaving iTunes reviews. And now, I will let you get back to listening. I just think that having these conversations, honestly, is important, you know? No,
1: I I agree with that. And I I guess... I I see I take the point that you're making, especially, you know, in in a conversation that's not like what you and I discuss here and where we place people on the political spectrum is going to lead to a massive influx of votes for for, you know, any given uh, political party. But I, I guess the thing that I'd push back on is like, so. If you imagine that there's a lot of people, right, we know that the Barry Weisses of the world and, and to a lesser extent the asha monks and so on, that they have significant audiences, right, and they're popular. And Sam Harris mm-hmm. is hugely popular, right, like he mm-hmm, got a massive mm-hmm. audience. Now, there are lots of people and and critics, and I'd include you and me in, in this camp, who uh, – are pointing out these right-wing connections, right? And I've seen people, I hear people very often, uh, like, saying, you know, stop pretending that you're left-wing, you're right-wing, you're, you know, you're a neocon in, like, sheep's clothing, uh, so you want the identify as moderate left, but you just want right-wing policies. You see that quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And, on the, but, but
0: there are people like that,
1: like a lot of them. There are. It's a—I—I'm are, And I, I—you I, I, know, and we've spent a lot—like, the past couple hours talking about a whole bunch of them. So I'm not denying that mm-hmm. phenomenon exists and that you—people are right to call it out. But I—I I do want to say that—and in particular— those people's audiences, in some respect, like the Weinstein's audience or the uh, Peter Burgosian's audience. um James Lindsay's too far gone, but uh, uh, like i I think there's a dangerous concern in saying to those people, "You're right wing and the like you're not left, stop pretending, and the right, in the reverse, saying, Come join us. We are anti-woke. The woke are, like, puritanical.
0: So you're buying into that meme, then, where, like, the left pushes that poor guy into the right and the not, right.
1: But it's not, a, it's not a poor guy because, like, there's—I think that that shouldn't be something that happens to people, right? I think, you like, you should just be like, well, no, because I, you know, I don't want Donald—I don't want to support, like, Donald Trump just because I got annoyed about an article on emojis, but I— Right. I do want the like the reality about human psychology is if one side is telling you that you're not with them and you're not a real member of the in group and the other group is saying those guys are bad and we might look bad, but we'll, you know, give us a shot and, and we'll let you in and we'll be nice and right. And lo- so many of the IDW people openly talk about like they're the kind of being love bombed. By the right, right, mm. and it, I think the reality. I feel like they are the ones doing the love bombing and. Well, yeah, in some yeah, cases they so- are the the people now doing that, but a lot of the journey into that ecosystem comes from, you know, them reporting the people on the right are being nice mm. to me and the people on the left are being mean to me and But why do you think that is?
0: That's because they agree with the people on the right all the time and they disagree with and hate the people on the left just like how Sam describes like his left-wing critics being extremely dishonest and, you know, so uncharitable Well, he does the same shit but he doesn't do it to Ben Shapiro because... You know, he enjoys the anti-woke bond that they've got going on.
1: Yeah, he does.
0: That's why Ben Shapiro is like a great example of intellectual honesty to Sam Harris.
1: Yes. Whereas
0: Ezra Klein is like KKK-esque.
1: So the, it, my argument there, though, is not to argue that, like, they're right. You know, that like the way that Sam has framed that or whatever is right. But it it's more to argue that, like... I I do think it's important to make it clear that there there can be people who are left wing and that are you know that are are part of the left who criticize like have criticisms about right. elements of progressivism or uh, sure. elements of like of of you know the pejorative wokeism like the. Whenever people point out...
0: I don't know. Wokeism, I find as a very right-wing thing now.
1: I mean, it is now.
0: But now, look, people can totally have criticisms of the left, from the left, even from the center to the further left, you know? But what you can't do is have sympathies with the far right and with race and iq and yes. all of that and great replacement and mirror tucker carlson mm. all the time and then call yourself left wing like mm. there are limits there, right there are that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying there
1: there are and i'll say you made your case quite well <laughs> uh, when when doing that so yeah, I uh, I I think I probably I definitely agree that if you're majoritively agreeing with Tucker Carlson, that you you have to consider uh, <laughs> that that there might be uh, right wing elements to your worldview, and I I guess you know in in the view of Sam and other people. Uh, is that kind of view that the the progressive side is basically it's creating an unnecessary division because it, by not allowing critique on the left of the left, it's it's forcing people to go and look you know for Tucker Carlson for criticism for left. But I would also agree that that's not true because there's massive ecosystems. That are you know just catered to criticizing uh, like the the progressive or 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 woke or that that kind of thing, which have, which have right. Been...
0: And what do they say about the left? Is the left is eating itself? The left is canceling everyone. Like when the people on the left do criticize each other. Yeah, and they they criticize that too. But when they criticize each other, it's like, oh, diversity of opinion.
1: And there is this thing, this is also a green review to an extent, like from my point of view, you know, Keir Starmer and uh, what's his face, Biden, were the candidates, right, of the Democratic Party. They were the moderate choices and that's who's been selected. Whereas on the, the opposing figures on the right are Boris Johnson and Donald Trump. So so the yeah. the left being completely extreme and you know completely overrun by the the most progressive mm-hmm. sectors doesn't seem an accurate description of the like the actual political reality. So yeah, I, you know, I I don't know where that it leaves me in terms of the argument but, <laughs> like that. I'm,
0: well, how about you just think about it? Yeah. I will take that. <laughs> if you just give it some I, thought.
1: I will. I will, and I think, you know, you've made your case quite quite well, and I'm sure for people listening as well. So, um, yeah, but, I, you know, it, it never is the case that whenever uh, I'm arguing that Sam is to the center-left, it, it was never the case that, like, I'm denying that he, uh, like, has the same opinion as tucker carson when it comes to you know woke outrage or that
0: mm.
1: his inability to detect douglas murray's stance uh signifies something um like i i agree with all those points that it does so so yeah that's that uh, i i definitely will uh think about this <laughs> conversation. So, uh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. That part went on much longer than I anticipated, but uh, I do have, I want to ask you if you're in a rush because I do have a couple of important points that I want to make
1: before. I should probably go, but I have about, uh, 13 minutes at about 20.
0: 13 minutes. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to try and do it real fast. Okay. All right. So my other issues Um, I think, well, firstly, just one was summed up by you when you were talking to Sam, is that you yourself um, describe yourself as part of the anti-woke tribe, like part of Sam's tribe, right? So I think that's just a difference of politics. If you consider yourself closer to sam harris than mm. than <laughs> me in politics then that's not something yeah we're going to see eye to eye on
1: yeah so i would clarify that like whenever i was making that point i was trying to make sam re- realize that like the criticism is not based on that he's dealing with someone from you know uh a, a, like an, an ezra klein <laughs> extreme far left right, right. person he's uh,
0: not far left
1: but, but yeah yeah or that you know that somebody who cannot express any criticism of progressive points of view because like i i can like you know and i i i'm pretty clear i think about like where my politics are in the you know moderate mm-hmm. left like um so so my point there was like essentially that just to, I was trying to say, you know, I am part of the moderate left, not the progressive left, not the like far left. So you should be able to, you know, discuss or how ha- you like that. Mm-hmm. I should be the member of your in-group. And if you are in that area, that's what I was saying mm-hmm. more than I have <laughs> the, the same concerns that you have about uh, mm-hmm. like, Immigration, or, you know, racial profiling mm. or uh, any of the other.
0: Though I think I have heard it on your podcast, maybe not you, maybe your co-host saying that he considers himself politically similar to Sam Harris. And I think that just the uh, inconsistencies are what b- bother yeah, him. Yeah,
1: but I, and I think... Ma- so. So
0: to me, that's a very fundamental kind of difference... Yeah. I think and that's where most of my criticisms come from, right? Like if you're if Sam Harris, the race IQ uh, you know, a great replacement type guy is not beyond the pale for you, then that is concerning to me.
1: Yeah, so I I would say for in my knowledge of Matt's politics is like that. No, he, he wouldn't be okay with those points and he'd be critical of those like it's it's more that he is a like a moderate liberal person. So you know, like in uh, Australia, the political calculus is is yeah. different, I see, as in the UK than in the US. But that, like, yeah, that I think like uh, Matt's knowledge of like Sam's politics is is worse than mine. Um, but is yeah. so I think he's more talking about that 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 he would be, you know, it, like. Essentially, that he would be somebody voting for Biden over Bernie or Keir Starmer over Corbyn, mm. like like that. And that mm. is something which you know some people regard as beyond the pale um, within the progressive sphere. But like, I mm. I would hope it's a minority. <laughs> um, so
0: right, like so, people that are Sam Harris fans often think that I'm like. Ultra far left, like I guess if Ezra Klein is ultra far left, then I must be way out there. Yeah. But I'm actually, you know, I don't think that my politics is even the same as Daniel or Jacks from IDSG, right? Like I'm not that far left. You're not so,
1: openly uh, in favor of like revolution.
0: Mm, no, like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: not yeah, and so you know people that think that if you vote for Biden you're the same as someone who votes for Trump that's also not me so yeah but then this theme also i noticed continues in every episode like i i guess that you guys are trying to be charitable right mm. about everyone that you're discussing so when you're talking about gad sad for example oh yeah it's very fun and enjoyable to hear people make fun of gad sad and i am down for that mm. But his sense of humor and his, um, I guess, taking himself too seriously, that's that's not even the tip of the iceberg.
1: Yeah. I... So,
0: like, his associations with white genociders and um, Holocaust deniers whom he calls, like, uh, you know, Viking Queen or whatever, and then... You know, uh, hanging out with Faith Goldie, Mm. that that kind of stuff is very disturbing to me. And I feel that if you are, you know, obviously you guys are seen as, you are academics, so seen as a knowledgeable voice on the IDW. Mm. When you are covering people like Gad, I feel like missing these huge chunks of information Mm. is concerning to me because... His yeah. association with anti-Semites and Holocaust deniers and flirting with white genociders and all of that really is an important part of that puzzle, and also with his anti-migrant, considering he's an immigrant uh, from Lebanon himself. Yeah, All of that is very important to cover, I think.
1: Yeah, so like part of that uh, is a limitation of our format because we 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 don't always stick exactly to this but it depends on how familiar or not we are with people like we tend to focus on the particular content that we have right and we do reference broader points but uh, we tend to stick quite closely to what the episode is that we are looking at and like what they talk about and in many cases they don't talk about everything, right? in the the content that we cover. No, of course.
0: But if you're decoding a particular guru, don't you think it's important to have all the big chunks of their background? Yeah, at least it, it, like the major chunks.
1: Yeah, it it is, and I think like having context is important. But like, there's there's two points to that, and one is like the God side episode. Um, I think we spent like quite a significant portion towards the end of it um, when he was talking about Chris Williamson, about Trump and and engaging in Trump apologetics, like essentially saying Gadsad is a right wing guy and he's he's like claiming to be a liberal, but he's, you know, endorsing uh, like he's basically just giving all talking points about Trump. Apologetics, and this is a really common thing that we see in lots of the IDW or so on gurus, and they're they're referencing of you know Douglas Murray and a a similar collection Hmm. of people. So we did mention, but don't
0: you think the Holocaust denial stuff would fit right in with that? Like it would. That's more extreme, even.
1: Yeah, it is, and so like those. It is true that like there are there's a possibility for us to miss. Details like that. And to also, uh, like, Gadsad, for example, he appeared on Sam Harris, right? And he was talking about immigrants in Toronto and, uh, like, that he had hmm. saw...
0: I think it was Montreal. Oh, but sorry, yeah, Montreal, yeah. He was yeah. scared of the niqab,
1: yeah. See, you know better. But, uh, yeah, he got scared of the niqab, right? And, it, like, and yeah. there were two things there. One was, like, the, uh, the person in the niqab is actually probably the the person that is you know, facing a uh, a lot of discrimination and and the uh, like sexist uh, kind of system uh, being imposed on them mm-hmm. so they're a person that you should have sympathy for in uh, mm-hmm. and also the claim that you know they were now everywhere was just like it was insane mm-hmm. um, but so I was aware of those kind of things but I I think that the way we frame it is, like, not that we are going, like, we're very explicit that we're not going to, for each person, do an I don't speak German thing where we we do a deep dive on all of the, the parts. No, 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 no,
0: that's not even what I'm saying. I'm just saying that these are major, like, characteristics about certain idw gurus right and if you're gonna couple that with you know trying to be charitable at some point just saying like oh gad is just like uh you know not uh all that bad sometimes he posts wholesome stuff and he's like a traditionalist uncle or you're not instantly repelled by Gad's hat, aside from his you know his stupid yeah behavior on Twitter, it just gives the wrong information. Like, I feel like it's not giving a proper picture. Yeah. And that again, I saw that with the Williamson thing, right? Like, you started off, I think, pretty well in the Gad episode saying that, oh my god, who the fuck is this guy? Like, he thinks Gad and James Lindsay are some of our greatest minds, and like, fucking spot on. But then he comes on, Mm. and you guys didn't ask him really much about his content, and I just had a look... Oh, and I know. And it is insane.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. Because Sargon of Akkad. Like, was, you know, it, but-
0: yeah, decline in the West and attack on men and just like, and d- did you know he's like a militant atheist too? I just stumbled on a clip um, about that where he was like... Uh, wanting to bring the Richard Dawkins book onto Love Island or
1: something. So, so there's a the l- let me respond to the God's side and then I'll talk about uh, Chris uh, afterwards. So the with with God's hmm. I uh, I think that like yeah, I think my it was more charitable to him than I would. Have been uh, or was on that episode, right? Like I, I, I pretty much said in response to that that I think God is more nefarious. What God has done are completely in line with the the kind of I think, uh, from my understanding of God, and based on what I said in that episode, that's what I would expect people to expect God to do, like to appear with Stephen Molyneux to, you know, be issuing apologetics for whatever right-wing talking point. And I, I agree that, like, Matt's take that he's, he's not, you know, that he's just, like, more a politically incorrect uncle. Um, I wouldn't sign off on that. But
0: uh, like I believe he said, he posts wholesome stuff on on Twitter. Wholesome, yeah, which was it, a shocking word, but yeah, <laughs> in, I, in association with
1: GAD. But I, I think a lot of the calibration of that has to be put alongside the people that we usually look at. <laughs> so you know, if you're comparing uh the twitter feed of or the content of scott adams and then god sad in the following week there might be points where you're kind of like okay at least he's not at least he's not uh, you know scott adams but that's let's look at an incredibly low bar i know that but i Mm. i think we then after each episode we do uh like a. A garometer episode, right, where we do like a follow-up on people, mm. and we usually respond in those episodes to feedback that we've got from people. If people think we've missed something, or we were too light, or whatever, we we kind of go back and, you know, try to address it, and then, uh, like, include it. Now, admittedly, that's the bonus content. We don't put that on the main feed, unless it's mm. an episode where it seems like we really missed something important, and we should. Um, but but we do often address the feedback in those episodes. And I, I think in all the cases, I would also say that, like, what we are trying to do is say, like, here's a way to look critically at, at people's content and try and identify rhetorical techniques and, uh, like, political content that they might not flag up and so on. But what we're not saying is, like, an are decoding tells you everything you need to know about that person, and this is a like thorough breakdown. We will miss things. There'll be stuff where we are too generous or we're you know, in some case too harsh and or we're too flippant about something. and it's it's not us trying to say our breakdown is the definitive guide, the god sad. It's more like here's two people engaging critically with God's content. and this is the problems that we, Notice and the techniques he's using, but it's not us saying. And he doesn't do anything else, and he's not that bad. And
0: uh, no, no, no. But the, I just think if you're talking about Sad, mentioning his f- very far right stuff, just goes hand. It's, it's not, not like, hard
1: to locate. You mean it's like it, talking about Douglas Murray? Yeah, it's not something with, obscure. Uh, with reference. Yeah, exactly.
0: That. Exactly. So I just. Worry that your audience might not be getting the full picture when it comes to people like Gad or even just you know like this Williamson guy, like I didn't know who he was. I was introduced mm. to him by your podcast, and i wouldn't know if I didn't go and yeah. look him up. I wouldn't know just how horrendous he is. Well, so
1: one thing I would say about and uh, on Chris, uh, so I take I, I take the point that like the there's there's the possibility for episodes that we do to cover people to like, you know, to potentially go too soft on them or to not mention things that are important, and we could avoid that by like more research on the people, Um and you can always do. More research, right? And I'm I'm not going to the, the defend that we always that we always manage that, but I I think that by and large we do reference when people have like those kind of connections that when we know about them, but but we we will miss them, and it, it's it's a limitation, and maybe mm. it's something that we have to be clearer about that you know that people shouldn't take the thing that we're describing as like. Uh, this, You know, just highlighting much more clearly that we we're talking about this specific content And when we haven't done a whole heap of research mm. to make that clear Because um, it, it's the case we've got, like, I've never
0: But this wouldn't require a heap, just, yeah, just yeah. to clarify this would, And neither yeah, would the Williamson thing Like, it literally any, like, five minutes. No, minute I, I agree,
1: but I will say, like, on... you know <laughs> I'm just saying that, you know I've never consumed CatSan's content willingly. And it's, it's, that's, so, mm. I, I, I. I, I just, I'm not looking forward to that. If someone was saying you know, but I, I take the point, I take the point about, you know, it doesn't require much digging and i am been critical of Sam for the same thing. So it's, it's a reasonable mm. criticism to make. Mm. And it will undoubtedly be the case that there are figures that we've failed to, you know, highlight things which are important. Um, and but on Chris Williamson specifically. So we did the episode. we were very like pretty harsh in passing when him with Gadsad and he asked to come on and discuss it. Right. And then in that interview, mm-hmm. I agree. And I would say the majority of the people that listened thought that he came across quite well. Right. Like he responded well to the the issue about like him giving a softball interview to Stefan Molyneux. And he, you know, appeared. To be wanting to avoid uh, similar mistakes in the future. Mm-hmm. and i was I was kind of pleased about, you know, we should be willing to be happy right if somebody was willing to do that if you know Ruben had been willing to listen to the critiques and then like stop yeah
0: but not if all their content is like that though right it seemed like oh he made this one mistake and now he knows better and he's going to be more careful
1: but so this is the part where I disagree because in that interview yes we had a, a a discussion with Chris and like raise the points. I think didn't, I didn't withdraw any of the points about, you know, uh, like the, the softballing Stephen Molyneux being used like the help promote his agenda or uh, you know, uh, loads of stuff about the IDW apologetics and that kind of thing. And Chris Williamson gave the presentation from his side and kind of, you know, highlighted the point about potentially closing down access to more moderate voices um, from a critical coverage which I I hadn't considered and seems a reasonable point at least to consider about the potential, you know, the increase people becoming radicalised by them not being able to speak to more moderate voices. Just that had not really crossed my mind because I don't think we were that influential and also that's like, you know, two layers removed. Mm. But I think it's a valid point regardless of like uh, his content. But Mm, the thing which so Chris's content since then, I haven't I hadn't paid that much attention, but I did notice, you know, that he interviewed James O'Keefe.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that one too. Yeah,
1: that he had Sargonov a cad on, and that he uh, I can't remember who the third one was, but there. was a- Like,
0: if you had just mentioned this in the beginning that you know these are his recent guests, and I think it would like give a better picture of who he is.
1: Yeah. Although, At that time, he hadn't. Oh, he hadn't. Like those those guys were. That they, they came after the interview, right? But there's now. still plenty more also, behind. There were there were. But so his point then was kind of like, if you look at my recent guests, I don't have those people on, right? Like I've moved more into moderate guests. And he had at the time that he appeared, but uh, since he hasn't, and now, so. The point would be, and I think this is a criticism that people, like our our subreddit, noticed uh, this, and they were they were disappointed, right? And they were like saying things, saying, uh, "Oh, he, you know, he claimed to be reformed, but like clearly he hasn't, right?" And they um, now, whenever we uh, saw the 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 comments, and you know, I, I'm not, we're not. Keeping up with all of the gurus that we've covered, like we we didn't even cover mm-hmm. Chris, but we we ended up having a conversation with him. So I saw that and saw the Sargon interview, saw the um the whatchamacallit interview, the the all of the people that we're talking about the terrible people, and yeah. uh, I haven't haven't watched them, the, the in full. So I I I don't know if he's being more critical, but I don't get the impression. From what people have said that he he was, but uh, one we we've already discussed it on an episode that we recorded, uh, like an interview with Liam Bright. So we've mentioned it. We just haven't released it yet. And yeah. we we were uh, like we I do think it's important to update, right? If people have been given mm-hmm. an impression and you want to be clear, so mm-hmm. I do think that's important to do. But the, the second point I would make, and I and we do make this point in the, in the interview we did, that, like, this is a really good illustration that when we had that conversation, we had a nice conversation, right? Like a kind of polite, friendly conversation. And uh, Chris came across, well, he said all of the things that you would want someone to say about being repentant mm-hmm. and whatnot. But after it went, like, Matt and I were under no illusion that, it's very likely that his content will not change like we didn't think that we thought mm-hmm. it might do it but it might not and the, the the likelihood is you know he's pandering to a specific audience and he won't do that so when i saw the things that he covered yeah it's it's like it's disappointing but not surprising um and i think that maybe some people in our audience and other people were like well but but you, uh, the, this is a really surprising turn and it, it isn't surprising to me. And it doesn't mean that the criticisms he put at us about like that sometimes we're too glib or that sometimes we might shut off people from more moderate voices, like those are still fair points. It doesn't mean his content's good and the message that we didn't intend to send was that we now sign off on Chris Williamson and his future content as a good person. Like we didn't say that, and we mm. we clarify that we, we will clarify that on the episode that we're releasing, like in a week or two, very explicitly. So I do think it's important. Mm. Well, that, that's good. Yeah, that you know you address these kind of things, especially where. I'm, so I'm not saying oh we don't have any culpability because we didn't you know explicitly endorse him. You can still give the Im- yes. impression. Your audience well, yeah. But uh, I think you should be able to Address that but I, I also want To just ties people And I think it's possibly a good lesson To learn that like having a nice Conversation with someone doesn't Mean they're you know you sign Off on them or that their ideas are good Like I, I, I know you You into or did a Conversation with destiny right like a couple Of years oh yeah back. oh my gosh and, Yeah
0: like he's yeah, a piece of I, shit
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And it doesn't mean like I I think anybody who knows your content would know that like
0: But Chris, your conversation was not so far off from his terrible con- like you know what I mean? This is years ago and I will clearly say Destiny's a piece of shit. I didn't even know uh that much about him. Uh but I what I looked into at the time, he seemed definitely not like Chris Williamson, but now he might very well be.
1: Yeah, I... I don't know enough about the like what's his face destiny or you know it's like when he did things and whatnot. I like I I don't know enough about him or the Twitch streaming ecosystem. Like, well, he
0: seemed to me to be you know anti-racist at the time and just uh, you know debunking right-wing people, but now he seems to be the opposite. (laughs) Uh, So people do change, and I absolutely don't think that you know if you have a conversation once with someone when they seem reasonable that you endorse everything that they ever do yeah especially if you're willing to follow up and clarify but I just think that at the moment that you conversed with him he already seemed kind of gross and it just wasn't made clear that's all yeah and it just that's just a a thread that I think continues and I think that that is my perception also because of our Slightly differing politics. Like to me, mm. you are an IDW critical podcast that is palatable mm. to the IDW, right? So you're not creating as much friction with them. And there is certainly a purpose uh, for that, that you can probably sway more people that are leaning in that direction. But also I worry that if you sway people that are enjoying Dunking on Eric Weinstein into Chris Williamson.
1: Mm. Yeah, so that that would be like, I I I think that would be a, a legitimate concern. But I I would I I would hope, and we we will make it like explicitly clear because we we reference it in the episode that like that's not what we are ever that's not what we intended with that episode, and that's not what we. uh, like we've no problem saying that we're not endorsing this the that, that person's content like we're mm-hmm. and we're only conceding the points that we think are valid and like that I still think are valid. but i I think that the um there is uh, and i i'd I'd also like i I think we talked about this with Daniel and pushback as well. but like uh anybody you included, I'm sure we'll get like, you know, uh, like a selection bias responses from people who listen to your content and have, you know, a positive response. You get critical stuff as well, but you get Mm -hmm. a lot of positive thing. And we've got a lot, like a lot of feedback from people who were going down, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. quite, quite dark uh, spirals or into content of really exploitative people and that they're, their comment to us, and yes, this is like very self-serving, and it's a selection bias, but their their comments are kind of universally that they they could they didn't like the criticism that they heard from, you know, devoted critics and, mm-hmm. and because they they felt it was coming from a place of ideological opposition. And then they did listen to our critique. They didn't like some of the stuff that we were saying, or you know, the sarcasm and so on, all the same things you get, but that they, they then, you know, listen more, and I and we get a lot. We do get a lot of people who say, you know, thanks, and uh, um, I managed to, you know, I now recognise this, and I kind of, uh, or that they have, you know, uh, family members or friends that they've shared the podcast with, and I, I do think that we, we do something. I'm not saying like you know we're making the world better or that kind of thing. <laughs> I just mean
0: saving civilization.
1: Yeah, we're we're not doing that, but we are telling people you got to look critical at at stuff and that yeah. you know conspiracism and 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 that can be very appealing. And I I think they're acknowledging the appeal and the kind of fun aspects that a lot of really terrible people use in their content. It's important because if the like breakdown is just like a kind of Just a a complete repudiation. Like, those people already tend to have pre-built explanations for why people will denounce them as Nazis and why people will, Hmm. uh, you know, they'll just say... But,
0: like, I'm not denouncing them as Nazis, but... No, and I'm not talking... I'm not saying that they're wholesome and, you know, not all that bad and all of that stuff,
1: right? No. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And I, you know, so I... I'm not. I don't mean to put that like you into that category of just saying, well, everybody is a, is a Nazi, um and I don't think many people are that the uh, like non-nuanced about things. But I, I guess uh, I and I do take the point about that. You have to be, you have to be careful, especially as the platform mm, increases, like audience mm-hmm. sizes grow and stuff. Like what you're endorsing or the message that you're sending and. I'm not saying that my and I are always have always got that right, uh in our in our content. But I think if there are people listening to our podcast week in and week out, it it's very unlikely that there are people that are, you know, going to join far right groups or not know this white nationalism. No, but they and-
0: could become more friendly with, say, Arrow and Quillette
1: yeah yeah they could but i I think you know our critiques of like Quillette and ariel uh are also like uh, it's uh, I have no problem pointing out that Quillette is right leaning and have had various arguments i mean like, Toby Young was an editor there Bo Weingard is a mm-hmm. repeat contributor, so there's i i I know that my tolerance um, for people that are like that are right leaning, and I would put a bunch of them like towards the centre right. Although I acknowledge that a lot of them also have sympathies that you know include more far right stuff uh, mm-hmm. is greater than uh, other people, and I I think you do have to be careful there. But we, from my calculus, we're on the right side of that. And um, we're not ever going to be in the position of accidentally endorsing somebody who, you know, is is channeling people into the far right. Like the episode with Sam Harris that we had, I think it's really clear <laughs> the, the differences in judgment that we have. And I don't think anyone listening to that would have the view that like. Sam and me are on the same page when it comes to...
0: Well, when you say that you're in the same tribe, the same anti-woke tribe, then it could happen.
1: Yeah, but I mean, in the context of that conversation, it's still clear that there's huge differences about like the ability to recognize things, and I yeah. would... If I'm mischaracterizing Sam, and as I said, (laughs) I will think about the, you know, on it more. Mm -hmm. But if I'm putting a center left group and including Sam within it, my point there is just, you know, you you can be on the center left and you can be hugely critical of Tucker Carlson and Douglas Murray, right? Like, without being... Some ultra woke, like the far right, for yeah. progressive fringe. Like you, there's no, there's no issue there. So that it's it's kind of that I don't want, uh, I don't want it to be framed that the only it's the only positions are possible are like ultra, ultra progressive, hard left. You know, society needs a revolution. There's no ethical consumption under capitalism. Uh, versus moderate right and far right like there's it seems that there's a space there (laughs) that Mm -hmm. that is missing that's really important so when in that conversation with with sam and with other people i guess our hope although it's not explicitly a political podcast is just to say that you know that you can be like moderate left and still critical of of these things like there's there's no contradiction there Mm -hmm. um but yeah uh, so, I don't know. I, I I. I think there. I'm definitely not claim, someone who would claim that I get all the judgments I make right about things. But I, I think broadly speaking, that where there's a wrong impression or something like that, um, I'll do the same thing that I did with the article I published about the mm-hmm. Cambridge Analytica. Like we can we can explain the position on the podcast and we should where Mm -hmm. people have got the wrong impression. But, um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, look, uh, it's, uh, we've had a four hour conversation on this and I think we could easily do another four hours. (laughs) uh, I know that you have to run and it's almost midnight over here. So my voice is starting to
1: (laughs) sound weird now. I appreciate the, the conversation. And, and like, I, I think we do have, you know, some disagreements and, and like, and there are legitimate criticisms to be raised, but I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I find, think that, uh, it shouldn't be that hard (laughs) for, for people to, to be able to hear criticisms or, you know, Mm -hmm. like, Discuss that and, and that be not regarded as hugely beyond the pale. I don't want to sound like a friggin' IDW people, <laughs> you know, talking about the beauty.
0: Of- <laughs> well, look, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes that rational centrist. Bro does seem to come out,
1: but uh, it does. I mean, it's, it's this there. is why
0: it's... you're more palatable to the IDW as an IDW critic, right? Like, there's a reason for that, I think. And it's not like there are advantages to it, but I just worry about it going the other way as well. So you know that's right we can go in circles but thank you so much for giving me four hours of your time i think we can uh i can probably do two episodes out of this i probably will have to because i will <laughs> yeah, not release a nobody. four-hour episode
1: <laughs> you're, you're kind of people yeah yeah so uh i enjoyed it so uh, yeah no
0: it was it was fun chatting and um uh, maybe we'll chat again sometime and pick this up but i think. uh yeah, like people often want to talk about how we're similar. Like I get that comparison a lot, and it just—I I just wanted to lay out our differences. I think there are some fundamental differences. So, like, I remember how people would compare me to like um, Sarah Hayter or whatever because we're both ex-Muslims, mm-hmm. and it—it it would annoy me. Not that you're like like that, <laughs> but yeah, um, I just want to make clear that we have some differences.
1: No, I I I think people will be able to tell. <laughs>
0: the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, um,
1: and the only the only last bit I'll, I'll push back I'll I'll give uh, is that while I definitely think you know there's the, there's part of the internet debate bro uh, within me which is regrettable state of affairs and probably just my character for uh, you know the my life but um it's it's also true that like you are are someone that has no issue with you know critically debating people and kind of arguing your position very strongly (laughs) are you are you calling
0: me an internet debate bro look i'm not going to deny it there's a a bit of that yeah i mean of course there is
1: you did a pretty good job, <laughs> you know, in this episode. So I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, glass houses.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I, I, I enjoy uh, debate, certainly, and I used to be a yeah. new atheist. So come on, that's gonna come out sometimes.
1: <laughs> that's but, that's um, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much. Well, it's
1: been a pleasure.
0: Take care, and uh, I will try to release this. Oh, mammoth editing job! As soon as possible.
1: Don't, no problem, but don't feel any obligation. I'm I'm pretty relaxed about these things, so I won't be pressurizing you.
0: <laughs> I will be censoring all the parts where you look good and
1: saying that you <laughs> yeah, threaten that's...
0: me with violence. And uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, I wouldn't expect anything less from someone so crazy and hunched, so it's that's uh, right. uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, take care. All right. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of Polite Conversations. You can support this podcast by sharing the shit out of it, making some noise about it, or contributing via Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash nice mangoes. No Ian e mangoes. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at nice mangoes. If you want to make a one-time donation instead of a monthly Patreon one, you can do so via PayPal nicemangos.blog at gmail.com. Remember, no E in mangoes. If you've got an interesting story and would potentially like to be a guest, you can email me there too.